You're listening to the Homeschooling Families Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Welcome. Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. We're David and Leslie Nunnery, and we are so glad you're here. On today's podcast, David and I are going to take a look at why Christian families homeschool. We'll be specifically diving into the power of the right why, which, spoiler alert, we believe there's only one, and the difference that finding that why and aligning everything in your life up behind it can make in your life and in your family. It's truly powerful. Before we start that conversation, I want to remind you that we have two TTD Live events coming up in the next month or so. We'll be hosting a one-day event in San Diego, California on October 22nd, and we'll be in Washington, D.C. at the Museum of the Bible on November 5th. We're super excited to see all of you who've been asking us to return to the D.C. area. You can learn more about all of our events and secure your tickets today by going to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. Today's podcast is sponsored by AOP. 45 years ago, AOP began its mission to educate, inspire, and change lives through curriculum that promotes academic excellence and Christian values. Today, they're proud to be a part of the homeschool journey and countless memories for thousands of families. Discover the benefits of a Christian homeschool education and learn more about AOP's award-winning homeschool options today at aop.com or call them at 1-800-622-3070. Again, go to aop.com or give them a call at 1-800-622-3070. This question of why you're homeschooling is still a big one. In fact, it may be even more of a struggle as the number of homeschool families have grown by leaps and bounds over the last couple of years. But when you look around social media, it's pretty easy to see that a lot of what prompted people to homeschool recently doesn't give a lot of peace on difficult or stressful days. People are still struggling to nail this idea about why down, even though so many people discuss that concept as foundational for setting up a successful homeschool. Well, we believe there's a clear answer for that. So... I, there are a lot of homeschoolers. I mean, they, uh, I think uh, the co-op that we send uh, Lila to, it has exploded. I think it's up around a thousand. We actually, our co-op in South Carolina has 1200 students between now we have what three different campuses running, um, to accommodate that. But yes, the growth has been incredible. Yes. I, so when you um, actually look, you look on the, the statistics, homeschooling has grown, uh, has doubled in size. And actually what was happening pre, pre-pandemic was that homeschooling was doubling in size. The number of students was doubling in size every six years. And now that is actually, we've actually gotten that kind of growth in one year. That's amazing. So what we're talking about today has actually become a bigger deal. As you were saying in the introduction, it's really been even even more present, even more illuminated. Well, it has. And I think that when you see that kind of growth, that six years of growth in one year, that doubling, you know, all of these things that have happened, a lot of it is very reactionary. Yeah. And we have a lot of truly reactionary homeschoolers 
in the in the pool now with us. And I am so thankful that God led them to react. But really what we want to talk about today is how to get grounded. If you started reactionary or even if you didn't, but you're still not not really, really sure of this foundation on which to build on. Um, and you hear people talking about peace and, and lack of friction and all of these things. And you're like, that sounds like a really great, great concept. But we really want to kind of go through some some things today that, that will help you nail that down and not not just continue on this reactionary, this lesser lesser drive type of a path that you may be on. Yeah. I mean, when you talk to uh, uh, consultants, when you talk to experts and you talk to really your friends on internet, you go to a, a Facebook group page and you start talking about homeschooling and what do I need to do first? You will run into a lot of people. They'll say, you need to determine what your why is first. Mm -hmm. I even remember in the, the, the recent movie that Kirk Cameron did, Homeschool Awakening, which we were sponsors of. I remember that there was somebody who was on there that they interviewed that said, I never allow people that I talk to that are just starting homeschooling. I never allow them to rush out and buy curriculum first. I always require them to discover their why yeah. first. And when they do that, they're really talking about you need to discover your why. Like there's a lot of options. Right. And that could be. Uh, you're worried about um, uh, safety for your child. You're worried about the way they are being taught. Maybe you have a child that is struggling to read and they're wanting to handle them a certain way. And you completely disagree with it and you want to bring them home. Uh, maybe that's your motivation for homeschooling. Maybe it's that you're just sick and tired of what they're teaching. Mm -hmm. Your child brought home a picture recently and uh, you uh, went into a panic and you pulled them. Uh, you're actually taking control of homeschooling and those whys are what we call catalysts you know and we actually did a podcast on this before and i think we'll link it to in yeah. the show notes but yeah. we actually had a podcast before that was called catalyst versus calling and the idea is is that these are all really good reasons uh i don't want to um rail against them uh but there's a lot of consultants out there that will tell you you need to discover your why and they will kind of point to these various things yeah. and what we say and what I think is really unique about the message that we we promote is that you need to find the right why and the right why is not you know a list and you need to pick one it's not a mm -hmm. multiple choice question it is there's only one answer right and you need to land on this one why well yeah because if if you go beyond that as what you are looking to to use as a foundation for this activity, which we actually see homeschooling as a tool to achieve your why rather than as an end in and of itself. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But when you have, have something that is changeable, like safety at school, you're able to see that they're, they've made some great strides and, you know, you feel like that's gone or a bully or, or you know, a bad teacher or whatever. You find a Christian school that you think is, is going to be safer and, and have a, a curriculum that you're more inclined to do uh, or to agree with. All of those things are easy to change. Those are easy to overcome. And therefore, they are easy to stop what you're doing because of. They also don't give you any firm foundation for those days that things get tough. There are going to be days where there's more friction, where you don't want to do it, where you're bored or whatever. I did a, a 
a podcast a few weeks ago on expectations and how, you know, we put all these expectations on ourselves that um, actually make it very, very difficult for us to continue forward, especially if we don't have that right one thing that we are lining everything else up under. Yeah. So in uh, this new book that you you're finishing up right now, and we're going to be releasing here pretty soon, uh, you actually give an example of, of being uh, in school when you're in kindergarten. What happens is, is that the teacher comes in and says, okay, we're going to go to recess or we're going to go to the cafeteria and they will come into the classroom and they will stand up a child and they'll say, okay, this is the head of the line. And when they do that, what she's saying is everybody else line up behind this child. And the problem is, is if she didn't do that, you would have absolute chaos with kids running around all over the place. And some of them may not even be able to um, uh, get to, you know, the, the, the outside, or they may not be able to get to the cafeteria. It's just absolute pandemonium. But when the teacher comes in and says, this is my head of my line, everybody lines up. It's amazing how quickly those kids get in the line. And then it's not perfect. There may be a little bit of wrestling, but they all get in line. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of what we're talking about here is that we're telling you that you need to have the right why at the head of the line. Right. And then once you do that, it's amazing how everything else lines up behind that. And so it removes chaos. It gives you clarity. It gives you direction. Uh, it gives you traction. I mean, you start talking about, I, we, we use these terms like successful homeschool that it seemed like really wide and blurry, mm -hmm. but you kind of know it when it happens. Yeah. And what we're saying is, is that once you get that right why in place, you are on your way to actually having a successful homeschool. You're going to get traction. You're going to get to where you want to go. Well, and it gives context to the things that that pop up. For example, I was I was flipping around Facebook the other day and I saw a question uh, from a woman who is really struggling her about the need to put her kids back in school because her house is so messy. She just can't keep up with it. And there are a lot of things that we could counsel as far as helps and, and strategies and all of that. But the big issue or the big thing that I extracted from that was without a really big vision for what you're doing, those little inconveniences, those frustrations, those things that you feel like you just can't conquer take a much bigger role in directing your family and the choices that you make than they should ever be given. You, if you have the right goal, the right vision for your family as a whole, that's going to illuminate and line up like David was talking about all of those other things so that you can see a messy house as a, a problem, but it fits way down here and you start figuring out how to, within your vision, to actually address that issue, but don't allow that issue to derail your entire vision. Yes. And it's so easy to allow those pesky little things to actually derail what God has called us to do as parents. So what is the why? If you are a Christ follower, right? If you love the Lord, your why, there's really only one why on why you homeschool. And that is going to be discipleship. It's going to be, it's going to fall in line with the Great Commission. Your home is your Jerusalem. Your goal is to bring your children to Christ. And then we, and we don't have a whole lot of time to talk about how you do that right now. We just want to stress that if you are a Christian homeschooler, 
you have to put Christ at the top. And your goal as a parent and as a homeschooler is to bring your children to Christ. But I would actually even even strengthen that a little bit more because discipleship, bringing your children to Christ is not just your why for homeschooling. That is your why. That is why you as you and your spouse, your family, that's why you exist to bring your children to Christ, to reach others, to show the love of Jesus to others all around you. And homeschooling becomes a phenomenal tool to achieve that goal or to achieve that vision of discipling your children. It gives you time. It gives you conversations. It gives you all of these things. But that why that vision of discipling your children and parenting them excellently has got to be an umbrella that really dictates every other decision that you make within your family with homeschooling being among those. Yeah. And so if you are, uh, so again, you're a Christ follower. For some of you out there, maybe we're, you, to you, we're stating the obvious, but uh, there are very practical reasons on why this needs to be your big why. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a few of them. One of them is, is that you have to have in order for, and you talked about this a few minutes ago, in order to really stay on track, you have to have a vision for what you're doing that is a big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be something that gets you excited. And if you are a Christ follower, you participating in the discipleship of your children, you're an active participant in that. And you were anyways, but even when you weren't homeschooling. But you have to have, okay, homeschooling is going to be about discipleship. And that is a very big vision. That is a lifetime thing. You are now in this for a lifetime. It's a big thing. You have to have this big, huge vision that gets you excited Mm -hmm. in order to stay on track. Because if you don't have a big vision for what you're doing, it's going to be real easy to get distracted. It's going to be really easy to uh, lose uh, enthusiasm yep. for it. Uh, let's say that it's a uh, 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 it's a curriculum. It's a particular type type of curriculum. Well, that's just not going to be a lasting reason um, for homeschooling. And so, what we're telling you is is that you need to have this really big vision for what you're doing. And there's really nothing bigger than discipling your children. And so that is the number one reason. The number two reason is going to be this filter. You know, you're talking about, you you brought up this point of uh, this woman that was really struggling because the house was just trashed. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, Incidentally, if you do life 24-7 with a whole bunch of of kids and you're you're doing this new full-time job in there, your house is not going to look like a museum. I can just promise you that. Um, so take heart there. You are my, my grandfather. I share this in a lot of my sessions. My grandfather once said to someone who questioned him allowing his boys to play baseball in the backyard because they were, you know, carving a diamond with running. Um, he said, he's not raising grass. He's raising boys. And that's a really good thing for us to remember. We're not raising museum style home decor. Yep. We are raising 
children. We are investing our time in the hearts and shepherding those and teaching them to love and know Jesus with all their heart and preparing them to walk through whatever doors God has for them. There may be things that this filter that David was talking about kind of gets these other lesser things kind of get shifted aside. You do them as well as you possibly can, but you focus on those things that are mission critical and you really, really give that your time and your energy. So you put them in line right? behind what the head of the line is supposed to be, right? right? And so it doesn't mean that uh, having a house uh, that is ordered uh, is something that is uh, completely discounted and you never no, mess with it. You just basically live in a, a dump, you know, uh, you it's, it's not a small thing, but you got to put it in line with everything right. else. And this has to also be something that you and your husband agree on mm-hmm. is, hey, um, we have to keep our big thing, yeah. our big thing. What is the big why? And then we put everything in line behind that. And that also says, okay, we are going to clean house with this vision in mind. So you actually use the cleaning the house as a way to fulfill your vision. Right. And so again, that is the second reason, right? I was going through a few reasons why this needs to be your big why. It needs Mm -hmm. to be something that you're excited about. And then it also provides this filter. And so also when you're talking about overwhelm, I just can't get it all in. I need a 60 hour day. I need to go live on (laughs) Jupiter so that I can get everything in a single day. Well, if you have this filter, Mm -hmm. you actually have ways to say, Okay, uh, this needs to be pushed aside. This needs to be a big deal in our life. Yeah. This needs to be pushed aside. This needs to be a big deal. And some of that is going to be painful um, because you're going to end up removing things that you really do enjoy. Right. But you got to put everything in line under what the big why is. Well, and, and I want to just kind of chime in there. This this filter that it gives you also gives you a lot of of confidence and a lot of peace. For example, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to to feel like we are doing everything the way that we assume teachers in school, you know, traditional brick and mortar school are doing or whatever. So when we get off offline with our planner, when, you know, the academics don't go the way that we want to in a day because we have often stopped to deal with either a heart issue or to, you know, pull on threads and have really amazing conversations as we're learning different things than we had planned. With this big why of discipling and shepherding the hearts of your children and pointing them to Jesus, you can see those detours, those conversations, those differences from what your planner had noted as actually being on mission rather than causing you guilt for doing things outside of the way that you had planned it. Yeah. And so uh, third reason, anything short of Christ actually becomes an idol. And this is really important because we are, our hearts are factories for idols, right? And so anything can become an idol. Even good things can become an idol. Academics, which is a, it's a great thing to make A's and uh, to really uh, create a scenario where your children are really excelling, mm-hmm. but it can become an idol. And you have to, and if you, anything that becomes an idol, it actually sucks the life out of you. Again, this is uh, hearkening back to the catalyst versus calling. I actually go through Psalm 115. And basically what Psalm 115 says is that um, those who make idols become like them. And what does that mean? It sucks the life out of you because idols are dead. Mm -hmm. And um, 
they may resemble life, but they're not, they're dead. And so what you need to remember is that whenever there's an idol in your life, it's going to suck the life out of you. And what I mean by that is that when it sucks the life out of you, it removes all joy. Mm. You smile less. It becomes a burden. It becomes this massive weight. It becomes a source of tension rather than actually improving relationships to start re- ripping people apart. It, you become a worrier. You have anxiety. If you don't, if, if you have an idol in your life, that is the impact that it's going to have on you. So therefore, all these other reasons why that we were talking about up here. I mean, there is an endless list of reasons why people homeschool. And I don't want to make them sound like that they're evil because they're not. There's really good reasons up there to homeschool, but you need to put them in line. There's only one reason why you homeschool. You only have one calling and you need to fit homeschooling under what your calling is. So you may have had a catalyst of why you started homeschooling, but you got to have one calling. And if you don't focus on the one calling there, you run a great risk that those other reasons why that we're talking about, you know, the bully, the horrible academics, they become an idol. Right. Well, but those other reasons, those catalysts that you noted before, they actually reinforce your decisions. They, They can strengthen your resolve because you see all of this other stuff, but they are not going to be solid enough and steady enough to keep you going when you know, the waters of life, you know, get real, real wild out yeah, there. And they, you, you feel like you're tossed to and fro. Let's go back to the three reasons we've already gone through. Those other reasons are not a large enough vision. Uh, those three things don't, those other things don't provide a real filter, right. an adequate fi- filter for how you organize your day. Those other things actually become an idol and they suck the life out yeah. of you. And so, therefore, you need to put Christ at the top. You need to put discipleship at the top, and you need to align everything else below it. And so, real peace in homeschooling doesn't come from discovering your why. It comes from discovering your right why. And the the right why, if you're a Christ follower, is always going to be Christ. And you need to not only discover the right why, but you need to bring that through every single thing that you do. So let's go through the fourth reason that I have here is, is that, again, if you're a Christ follower, you are probably making other decisions in your life around being a Christ follower. So it determines what you do on your Sunday. You're going to church, right? Or it's a major issue for you to go to church. You're, you're trying to go to church. Well, uh, the reason why you do that is because you're a Christ follower. Uh, you're worried about uh, what you do at work. You're worried about where you live. You're, it impacts your decoration that you have around your house, right? It impacts a lot of things of what you do on a daily basis. And then we take education and we put a different why on it. Right. And so what I'm saying is, is that if Christ is informing everything else you do, and then it doesn't inform the reason why you, you're making choices on education, there's a separation there and it creates all kinds of friction and conflict and just causes all kinds of problems, you have to bring education up under the reason why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. And again, if you are a Christ follower and Christ is not at the top of the list on everything else that you do, there's problems there. Right. Anyways. Well, and this, this truly simplifies everything. This 
gives so much structure to what you're doing. And like David noted, it's not just that you have this outlier decision of homeschooling that you come up with a why for. Rather, it is you have a why for why your family exists and why what your mission as a couple is regarding your children and all of these things. And now all of a sudden, everything fits under one or in one beautifully straight, neat, organized line of, you know, how many hours do you work? All, all of these peripheral questions that you may be struggling with now kind of you have one point of reference to line those up with rather than, you know, just kind of looking in all different directions and trying to just do the best that you can. One point of reference gives clarity, gives peace, removes friction, and actually allows your family to function so much more simply than it was before. So I think that, you know, talking about this why does bring up another um, uh, element, and it's something that we'll talk more later on about. But if you are saying you're you're listening right now and you're saying, I have the right why, this is the reason why I'm homeschooling, I have this right but I still have all this chaos in my life and I still have all this friction in my life. What I'm going to tell you is, is that the answer actually is you have the right why, but it's not actually trickling down into everything else that's in your life. It is not informing every single decision that you make. And uh, it's not impacting uh, what kind of goals, what kind of benchmarks, the way you uh, gauge success it's not informing the habits that you have. It's not informing the routines. It's not informing a lot of things that are in your life. And we're going to talk more about that because once you set this up as the top why, then it starts to actually flow through to other ways that you rate how things are going in your life. It is transformational. Yeah, absolutely. And you need to allow it to be transformational. We'll talk about that a little bit more in an upcoming podcast, um, probably the next one. But uh, so stay tuned on that. The other thing is, is that uh, Leslie's written a book that uh, actually lays out what our vision is for homeschooling. And this is a major turning point that you describe in the book. And that's this is probably going to be coming out in the next, I don't know, two weeks. Yeah, uh, that's the plan. And that's actually what we've been working hard on for this. I don't know what summer, all <laughs> summer long. So. <laughs> Um, for instance, uh, uh, if some of you that have been with us for a while, you're going, why haven't they opened up registrations yet? Well, the reason why is because we've been working on this book. So anyways, so I just wanted to kind of tease a little bit on that. And then I also want to say, we're going to bring this through to the rest yeah. of what's going on in your life in a later podcast, yeah. but this very, is the key. Soon. This is the key. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, get with your spouse prayerfully evaluate if this big why, this calling that every single Christian family has upon them is informing all that you do. And if not, what do you need to do to line everything up under it? Um, and then we will eagerly and and joyfully walk with you over the next few steps about how that looks and how that informs your decision and what difference that will make in your family. I think you're going to be encouraged as you see how this can impact life as you know it. So stay tuned. Make sure you come back. If you've not yet subscribed to the Teach Them Diligently podcast, I encourage you to do that. Leave us a comment or a review on Apple. That allows us to reach more people 
um, which would be a great help. We have recently gone over 100,000 downloads, and we are so grateful and so excited about that. And we're just eager to see what God has in store as we continue to, to try to get this content out um, and encourage families all around the country and around the world, really. Um, so have a great rest of your week. I do hope that we get to see you in San Diego or Washington, D.C. over the next month or so. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events to get your ticket for those. And we look forward to seeing you there. Have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you again real soon. joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.